0: Welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio Buck Show. I'm going to talk a little bit and briefly about some grammar. Yeah. Grammar, 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 baby. Yes. We're going to be talking about how to express casualty. You know what? To hell with it. I'm actually going to look up this pronunciation online because I'm pretty sure I was going to say casualty. I swear. (laughs) You guys are going to be like, wait, why are we going to talk about debt today? Cause, see, I knew I got it right. Causality. So here we go. Let's press this right here. Causality. Oh, causality. Okay. So the S sounds like a Z. See, you guys could look that up very, very quickly in the dictionary if you guys have any, any problems with the pronunciation. So what causality means is the relationship between the cause and the effect. We could talk about it in a lot of different ways. Okay. So the grammar... Of the sentence depends on the particular words and phrases used to express the causality. Okay, so before a clause, you can use because, so, as, since. So I'll give you two, a couple of examples of this. They banned his new design of bikes because they were faster. So they banned it. Okay, that's the effect. Why? The cause. They were faster right? Consequently, as a result, you use those at the start of a sentence or after a semicolon. So let's just say uh, this is very valuable. As a result, comma, trying to eliminate loss actually destroys the main benefit of, of technology, of sports, whatever it may be you understand? So you use that at the beginning of a sentence, okay? Before, so, as, since, you use before a clause. The clause, again, before the clause, they were faster. That's the clause, okay? That's basically the cause, the effect. They were banned, okay? So result from, lead to, have an effect on. These are main verbs followed by prepositions, result from, preposition, lead to, preposition, have an effect on, preposition. So, a lot of health problems people suffer, result from, uh, result from uh, uh, terrible dieting. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Good. Let's go into the next one. A cause of, the impact of, on a consequence of, these are noun phrases, so we can use them like this. The problem is that, so the problem is, it is that, we use that as a relative pronoun, and then we put a noun phrase. The impact of the technology is not restricted to current individuals. So you guys, if you want to see this, again, it's in blog form, so don't worry, you have time to view that. And here we go. What we're going to do, we're going to complete some of the sentences that are in here right now. And then we can talk about it in brief. So, you're going to create it with the correct word or phrase in the parentheses. Then you can write some sentences and send them to me. So, what we have in the first, we have three choices we have as a result, since, a cause of, a cause of. Okay. So, top sports players don't eat or drink it, comma, but we all see this advertising at the sports events, period, blank. We think they do. So remember at the beginning of a sentence, what do you put? That's your number one. Going into number two, the impact of, consequently, an effect on. So for example, comma, fast food sponsorship can have space viewers comma particularly young people your number 3 because lead to a cause of in my country comma we have a lot of problems with fighting at soccer games space there is so much rivalry between fans and number 4 as or consequence of result from another space this violence is that the general public stops going to these events so let's talk about some of these first when it comes to fast food sponsorship i just do not understand why lionel Messi actually sponsors pepsi that's a drink that kills a lot of people but again hey make your money ba boo boo uh and then if we go into like fighting that soccer game. So again, you guys have probably heard of the, what is it? Belgrade, Red Stars, all that craziness. Uh, Is that in Serbia or Bosnia? I'm not exactly sure, but it is bananas. Now, hooliganism has always been a problem. Uh, I don't know how people bring bombs, grenades, smoke bombs, and craziness into games. Uh, It comes from poor security and the security, probably they're fans of different supporting groups. And a lot of these supporting groups that bring in all this garbage, they are extremely racist because they have swastika, uh, what is it, the swastika, the Nazi symbol, and they actually use those gestures at football games. It's a mess out there in Europe. However, if we look back at what happened in the 1980s, 70s, Liverpool was known for extreme hooliganism. Unfortunately, it cost the lives of a lot of people uh, during the 1988-89 match uh, between some Sheffield or she- at Sheffield, something like that, Hillsboro, I think that was that was the name, where uh, 96 innocent people had died because uh, there were just too many drunk teenagers, and uh, the 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 crowd control was out of hand, and the police said, "Okay, forget it, let them in." So they let all these drunk hooligans who had no tickets in. And it just crushed everyone up front that was actually there with the ticket. So hooliganism, luckily after that, they took away like the stand-in platforms and all that other stuff. But at the same time, um, you know, that's how it was back then in the day. Hooliganism, like Juventus, you name it. Uh, Does it still happen? Absolutely. Uh, Boca Juniors out there in Argentina, River Plate. There are lots of fights. Uh Brazil uh Brazil, Flamengo, Mexico, it gets really out of hand. Um, honestly, if we look at American football, Oakland Raiders, nasty. Uh 49ers, there's lots of fights on TV. Uh yeah. I, I mean it's just it goes everywhere. Like at basketball games, it doesn't happen too much because again, it's more restricted. But again, when it comes to like the NBA, you do have racial and insults that are hurled at some of the players, which is crazy. Uh, well, it's, it's kind of sad, but yeah. Um, and so that's in regards to the, uh, you know, hooliganism in general. Now in Thailand, they luckily do not have fights. And if they do, it's very minimal, but I remember, oh my God, one of the biggest rivalries in my high school football, right? Uh, oh my God, you <laughs> high school football. I used to go to Rancho high school. Our arrival was Las Vegas High School. We're the two oldest high schools in Las Vegas. Rancho was incepted in 1952. Las Vegas followed suit. So did Chaparral, Bonanza, and a few others. So there have been fights. There have been gunshots. There have been stabbings, brawls, all that craziness. So when I first started, uh, when I first went into marching band at Rancho and my freshman year, I remember we had a competition. Well, we had a halftime show. And we had to line up against the opposing side. And so they said, okay, here's the Rancho marching band. And you have about 4,000 fans and you hear the booze." And someone threw a water bottle and it narrowly missed me. It hit the shoulder of one of the trumpet players. And I was just shocked. I couldn't believe it. Uh, Did they ever find a guy? I doubt it because, again, you didn't have much police there. You know, people weren't that crazy back then. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I couldn't believe it. I was a little bit scared. I was like, oh my God, did that just happen? I'm literally standing here on the field, getting ready to go to a, you know, to to perform in front of our folks who are on the opposite side of the field. And you've got these rabid ass, nasty Las Vegas high school fans behind us where the red clad crew throwing and hurling stuff at us. Oh my goodness gracious. Yeah, those were good times, man. Well, that was that was a terrible time. But in high school, I mean, there would be rivalries, but it wasn't too crazy. Uh, Valley High School in basketball, they would just kick the hell out of us all junior year. We missed uh, the state finals because of them. Came back senior year, and we kicked them out. And we made the state championship game, and we got completely destroyed by a guy by the name of Luke Mabbitt. He went on to play for UNR, and he went on to play in the the, the NBA for the longest. So, yeah, kind of sad. But nonetheless, one last rivalry I'm going to tell you guys about before I top off this ESL podcast was, oh, yes. So when was it? 2008, I remember. So the 2008 Mountain West Conference final between the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, known as UNLV, versus the Brigham Young University Cougars, BYU. So this game, there weren't that many people. The year before, we took them out in the final in front of a sold-out crowd, and we sent our team to the NCAA tourney for the first time in almost a decade and a half. It was the most amazing thing I have ever seen. And we, all, we, we, we went on to the Sweet 16, and we lost narrowly to the Oregon Ducks punk asses. Uh And so when we ended up playing them in 2008, we had to take them out again. And I remember me and my friend and I, Chris, we were sitting way up there in the bleachers, but there were probably about 16,000 people there or 15,000. And I remember we had this guy, he was just lighting it up in the second half. I was running up and down. And I remember these Mormons, Mormons are basically like Christians or Muslims, whatever it may be. But one guy was getting so bad, but you can look, he's so innocent, right? Because they're so innocent. You know, Mormons are extremely innocent. But he was just looking at me. (laughs) He was looking at me with just anger. And his wife, she's just adorable, right? She's like, honey, calm down, calm down, calm (laughs) down. Oh, my God. I live for those moments. And the last one was 2009. U of A came right before Christmas because they had a big football game later on that day. So their basketball team came. They were ranked, and they had, some, they had some monsters on that team. Let's just put it that way. And the crowd, it was like 7,000 of them and like 8,000 of us at our home, at Las Vegas, at the Thompson and Mac. And so before the games start, you hear, you are they, you are they, the University of Arizona. And almost like, oh, hell no, they came into our house and they're doing this. So the crowd, we were going back and forth. And I still remember this specific moment. It was like probably five, 10 minutes into the game. I remember that there was a huge block on our end. We went down on the offense and they passed this ball to this guy named Kendall Wallace. And when they passed it to him and he was wide open and he went up to shoot it, I remember the entire crowd of like, I don't know how many UNLV fans, maybe they were all UNLV fans, but there were like 8,000 people. Everyone stood up. And when he made it, the place went bananas. It was like a mosh pit. It was like people, like, we, we, oh my God. It was, that was the most exciting game I've ever been. It was so, it was so exciting that I remember this lady behind me. I don't know. We made eye contact. She was from U of A. She looked at me. She was pregnant. She looked at me and she said, Fuck you. And she put, my, she, put she flipped me off and I laughed so much. And I said, "Chris, look at her. She's angry." <laughs> oh man, those were Oh, those are beautiful moments, man. Yeah, now of course, you know, me being a personal development coach, I see no reason to even cheer for a sport or to pay for games like that unless, you know, I get to actually speak to some of the players. But um, uh, man, those are just golden moments, man. So, anyways, Guys, I know we can always talk about the bad with the fighting, the soccer hooliganism, all that craziness. But man, we gotta focus on the good too. So, nonetheless, guys, man, we're gonna be getting into some more. Remember, we're going to be coming up on um, we're gonna be coming up on uh, IELTS this weekend. So, do not worry about that. <sighs> and with that being said, man, thank you so much for tuning in to another wild, wildly wild ESL podcast. I'm your host, Arsenio, as usual. Over and out.